The Queen's Corgi, the Pembrokeshire Welsh, has come off the Kennel Club's list of British dog breeds at risk, bucking a trend which is seeing numbers of some historic breeds drop to dangerously low levels as they are replaced by newer and more fashionable breeds. Joining me on the line is Caroline Kisco from the Kennel Club. Uh, great news for the Corgi, Caroline. Um, what's been the cause of the upsurge in interest? Well, we think it's come about as a result of uh, the series The Crown, um, and obviously that has meant that the Queen and her dogs uh, have had that much more publicity. And as with all of these um, series and adverts and so on, there is a certain level of celebrity that goes with it and, and encourages people to look at a breed anew. Now, the Queen's had corgis for uh, for a very long time uh, and, and obviously loves her dogs. And I, I saw on a, uh, talking to the television programme, I saw on the premiere of, uh, of the series, the dogs were taking centre stage on the red carpet. Mm. They're, they're quite some characters, those dogs, aren't they? <laughs> They are lovely. They are really, really lovely. We've we've had um, had another corgi that's uh, an Instagram dog that we've had uh, as a sort of a kennel club follower, if you like, for the last few years. Um, and he is just such a character. And you know, you get to know the breed, and you think they are such. They're firstly they're, they're pretty sure of themselves. Um, you know, they're confident dogs. But they're also very sweet-natured, um, and I think that they do make a very good pet in the right household. Now, originally, they were a working dog, weren't they? Mm, very much so. Uh, I mean, they were a, a healer, a, a breed that uh, nipped at the heels of, of cattle and, and moved the cattle around on Welsh um, sheep farms, um, and they were they were low low to the ground so that they could really get around the cattle easily um, but also they could get out of the way if if a cow kicked now i understand the numbers have gone up by uh, by some 22 percent since the, the television series has uh, has been on um yeah. now which is great news overall what are the numbers like for the breed and, and what did it mean and what does it mean for those breeds that are on the at-risk register um, well, they're still very small. Uh, you know, we're not talking about thousands of, of puppies, but we're talking about a few hundred more than we would normally have expected to see. Uh, and for all of these breeds, uh, they are breeds where we only register very small numbers each year. Um, you know, sort of 300 puppies, that sort of number or less. I mean, some of the breeds are, are terribly low with, you know, I don't know, just two or three litters bred. Um, and obviously that's very risky for those breeds because it means that pretty much all your eggs are in one basket. So if you if you get a health problem that comes up, where do you turn to make sure that you're breeding from the healthiest dogs possible? So when we see this sort of change, particularly when um, you know perhaps dogs have been brought in from overseas as well to add to the gene pool, then clearly that's good news. In terms of being at risk, are we really talking about potentially some of those breeds disappearing altogether unless uh, mm. something is done? It's certainly possible. Um, if you look back over uh, the last hundred or so years, there are breeds that have disappeared altogether. And if you go further back still, there are breeds from you know hundreds of years ago that no longer exist, largely within the working fraternity where their job has disappeared. Um, so it is absolutely possible. I always like to think that actually there will be um, people, individuals and, and breed specialists who will continue to own those breeds but 
you can't be sure of that because people get older uh, and people decide that maybe they don't want a dog at all um, and also you are then as I said earlier you're looking at keeping all of your eggs in one basket and if there is a health problem of some sort you are putting the breed at risk that way as well. Now, what are the newer breeds that are, uh, are taking over? I know that the Labrador, of course, is uh, is the UK's uh, top mm. dog, um, but it's hot on its heels. Sorry for the pun. Hot on its mm. heels uh, is uh, the French Bulldog. Yeah, the French Bulldog has uh, had a, a, an absolute meteoric rise in terms of numbers. Um, it went from, you know, again, small hundreds in terms of registrations to literally thousands. Um, and at one point, we did think that actually the uh, the, the Frenchie was going to overtake the, the uh, Labrador in terms of registrations. I think that's looking less likely now. I think perhaps um, the, the pot has boiled and perhaps the numbers will start to become a little bit more sensible and realistic again. But this is the uh, the effect of celebrity and the fact that you know people are wandering about on, on posters and billboards and so on on our TV screens with a French bulldog under their arms and they are a super breed. But again, it depends on who you're buying from and whether or not those dogs are healthy. Trends and fashions are, are not always to be welcomed, though, Caroline, are mm. they? As, as people really need to make informed choices about mm. a dog and not simply doing so because it's been fashionable or on a television programme or a film. Yeah, and that's our that's our major worry, is the idea that people are buying any dog and whatever breed purely based on fashion, because that is absolutely not the way to buy a dog. You, know, you can end up with all sorts of problems and, and you know, nothing wrong with the dog itself, but if the, uh, the household in which that dog ends up is not suited to its requirements as a dog as a breed then we know that things are going to come adrift uh, and the problem then is that the dog ends up in rescue because it wasn't the right dog for the right household and it's why we really urge people to make sure that they go do their research properly don't go on looks it absolutely is the wrong way to do it now there's some incredibly uh, old and established english breeds that uh, are currently at risk the old english sheepdog uh, the mm. lakeland terrier uh, the english toy terrier to, to name but three mm. um what what can we do or what what is the kennel club trying to do to to redress the balance um, well, what we've mainly done is just to promote these breeds to make sure that people actually know that they exist. So um, if, if at, a, at a show like Crufts, we make sure that people understand that those breeds are all available. Uh, at Crufts, of course, you can go around the Discover Dogs booths and you can meet all of the different breeds uh, and you can get to know about them and about their particular characteristics. So health, health concerns, temperament, uh, making sure that the dog is a, a, a breed that you can groom, that you can give the exercise requirements to and so on. So whether that's one of the, the, the less well-known breeds or one of the breeds that's going down in numbers or a well-known breed, just making sure that you understand what those needs, the needs are for that dog before you buy it is absolutely tip-top. Now, the Kennel Club is launching a Save Forgotten Dog Breeds campaign at Crufts this year. Just tell me what, uh, what that's, exactly what that's going to do. Well, that's really intended just to make sure that people do know that these breeds exist. So we, we want people to consider all of them. They, you know, these are breeds that were very popular in years gone by, like the Corgi. Um, and they've lost 
Uh, they've lost out in numbers purely as a result of fashion. So what we're trying to do is just to remind people that those breeds exist, that they can make great pets in the right environment, and encouraging people to talk to the breeders that breed them. Uh, the Assured Breeder Scheme uh, that is run by the Kennel Club is a key point of contact for that, Caroline, isn't it? When mm. people are looking to buy a dog, it's important, in fact essential, that they get the right information from people who have the, um, the breed at heart. We are very keen that people choose the right breed and then buy that breed or buy a dog from the people that are really doing the best for it. So our assured breeders are people who are inspected by us to make sure their standards are tip-top. They are also, we make sure that they're doing all of the health screening tests for the particular breed, that they're breeding from dogs which have been checked that are healthy, uh, but also have good temperaments and so on. So our assured breeders are the people to go to for any breed, no matter which it is. Uh, And even if they don't have a puppy available, wait. Just wait and be patient. Get a dog that you know is going to be great for the rest of its life. Well, it's been great news for the corgi that's come off the uh, the at-risk uh, register. Uh, but, of course, we do ne- still need to consider those dogs that are at risk uh, where numbers are plummeting. More information you can find out at the Crufts Show, the 8th to 11th of March at the NEC in Birmingham. Caroline, many thanks. Thank you.